and welcome to Parenting Help with Vigio Behavior Consulting. Join us for conversations with experts in the fields of cognitive behavior, mental health, behavior analysis, education, and child psychology. On this podcast, we examine the challenges that parents are facing and share insights and strategies that have helped other parents with similar issues. I'm your host, Katie Palmer. I'm a parenting coach and board-certified behavior analyst. I'm also the owner of Vigio Behavior Consulting. I am fortunate to be able to engage in conversations with some incredible professionals whose depth and breadth of experience can offer guidance for parents who are looking for new ideas. I hope you find this podcast useful, engaging, and insightful. Hi, Stevie. Hello. I'm so excited to have you with me, as always. I always learn so much from hearing you talk about your work with kids. Um, So for the audience who doesn't know you, this is Stevie Allen, and I'm going to actually just let you introduce yourself. You have a really amazing background and um, path and journey that you've been on to be doing what you're doing now, um, both with kids and with the organization you work for. So uh, let us know who you are. Well, gosh, uh, that feels like a buildup. Uh, <laughs> I guess I should start. Yes, yeah, Stevie Allen. I am a licensed behavior analyst in the state of Vermont, where I've been working in the field for five years. Um, I'm a budding uh, OBM, uh, organizational behavior management specialist. Um, I have started my interest in acceptance and commitment training and therapy with Katie Palmer, my original mentor. That was so years ago, so... right? When, when was that? When did we meet? Was it 2016? That was about five 17? years ago. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You, you started this and I'm so appreciative for you um, and of you. I kind of count myself as a radical, radical behavior analyst. Uh, (laughs) where I love to live in the realm of complex verbal behavior that happens in between our ears Mm -hmm. and how that does affect our lives and our choices and how our noticing that can really empower us to have ultimate control of our lives as opposed to feeling uh, that thoughts and emotions control us. that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, we love that. I, for me, that that initial starting place of the noticing is so powerful because, and, and empowering, as as you said. Um, uh, so the, the folks that I work with, the parents that I work with, and so many of the parents that I hear from, there are similar themes. You know, we have a lot of themes that show up, and one of them is something that I know you can speak to in a beautiful way. Um, when we are asking our students or our clients um, or teenagers or pre-teenagers to do things that we need them to do, sometimes we call that following directions. Sometimes it just, can we just get some compliance out of this kiddo? And we have, as adults, we have this tendency to lean towards like, because I said so, do, do what I'm asking you to do. And that 
that focus on compliance can sometimes come back and bite us um, on the backside. Could, could you talk a little bit about moving away from that compliance mindset and getting our kids to do the things we need them to do without it? <laughs> um, well, yeah, maybe I'd like to talk a little bit of where compliance comes from. Um, and I might start, if it's all right with you, uh, with uh, an experiential exercise that I like to call wrong spotting. Yes, fantastic. Um, all right, so we, if we believe in evolutionary theory and um, long, long time ago and cave people and all of that, um, We'll, we'll go there in our imagination and think of these, these early people and how important it was to notice the slightest thing that was wrong in our environment. What's that sound? Yeah, danger. What's this new food? Yeah. Danger, 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 danger. Um, so we've gotten really good at paying attention to very small details that might be potential danger life-threatening or what seems like could be the end of our, end of the world where somebody just doesn't like us or they say something bad about us or I bet they think I'm dumb or slow or anything. We've gotten really, really good at wrong spotting. Yeah. yeah. So we'll to do an abbreviated version of this, I'd like you, you're sitting in some room, as am I, um, to take a moment to nitpick everything that could possibly be wrong in that room. Why are the walls painted this color? Ooh, that picture's crooked. The shade isn't drawn all the way up. Why is there a piece of tape? It could be on the underside. Nitpick the room. And I'd like you to give me some some of uh, your nittiest, pickiest observations of what's wrong in that room. Okay, like out loud. So I'll sh I'll share it with you right now. All right. I, there. Are, why are there holes in the in the cabinet? There's holes in the cabinet. There's a little piece of paint coming off the wall over by the window. And then, of course, my mind goes right to: is there is that a leak? And is there water getting into the casing? Um, that the, the the knob on the cupboard fell off and is no longer there. So there's, there's a knob missing. Um, the clock doesn't work. It just stays at five o'clock. Oddly, it stays at five o'clock. And um, let's see, what else? Oh, that towel is dirty, shouldn't be there. So is that cup. Um, and there are dishes in the sink that I should have washed. Should have, should have, lots of good rules going on here. Um, there's a pile of uh, papers over here that should have been put away. That's a mess. Um, I've got, I've got an empty cup sitting. All right, here. you're doing a great job. Okay. I might stop you here because <laughs> I was starting uh, to get carried away, Stevie. I was like, yes. oh my god, do you see everything how easy it is. Once Not only that, but I was started. like, there was an there was a response. I was feeling like to get carried away, I, and like I was just going. Isn't there also something that's kind of reinforcing about it, like? You're, you're finding problems, so it must be problem solving. So this must be useful. Let me, let me clean. Let me, let me take care of that. Yeah. My question to you is, do you need to fix all those problems right now? 
No. <laughs> no. Are you going to fix any of them? No, I have plenty of clocks. I don't need the clocks. You're fine. <laughs> it's all fine. You were fine before you noticed all these things. Yeah. And you can be fine just letting it all be. But the 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 wind up that you feel when you're wrong spotting it it really gets you gets you going right i felt that so keenly and I, it's, this is not a new concept for me but just moving through that in you know probably less than a minute like that i could feel myself getting ramped up yeah um now i'm going to ask you to write spot Oh. What's right about the room around you? The refrigerator is the perfect size. Cool. And the little copper kettle looks perfect, exactly where it is, right on the stove. And the knives are put away, and my little ring light is in a good spot, perfect spot. The, the sun is out. I can see the window is actually really in a great spot because I can see a lovely view. And the, the curtain comes down and there are these really sweet little um, dangly things on it. I like the color of the walls. And the knobs that are there are actually really cute on the, on the cabinets. What do you notice different about your experience right spotting? I just want to giggle. Your physical affect? Is yes. you're looking up, you're smiling, your speech has slowed down. I can visibly see how happy it makes you to, to take the time to notice those things. And it didn't come with this huge ball of blah 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 blah. It's it's harder to take the time to notice the things that are, are right. And, and, it, and it also builds its own momentum and it also feels very satisfying. The reason why I went to this is because teenagers, man, yeah. kids, man, uh, they give us a lot of ammunition for our wrong spotting and it's hard. our it's our job as trusted adults and parents and guardians and just people in kids' life to teach them. Yeah. And so it's easy to focus on what they're doing wrong to correct and teach what to do better. And this is where compliance comes in. Just listen to what I say. I don't have the time or the energy to explain to you why this is important. And even if I did, you wouldn't get it. Mm. So just listen, trust me. Right, right. And this can be absolutely useful. It can be life-saving. There is importance here. And there is importance in taking the time and effort for right spotting. Without it, nothing, well, not nothing, let's not speak in absolutes, but dang near nothing will ever become self-reinforcing to a child without knowing what they're doing right and without our helping them to connect to the positive consequences of 
certain actions and choices that they make. And then once we start there, they start getting inventive and novel with their choices. And we see behavioral flexibility and psychological flexibility build. And now they're surprising us with what creative, wonderful things that they can do. This is the world that I'd like to live in. (laughs) (laughs) And we know how hard that is. One of the things you said a minute ago um, made me want to ask a question about how, as, as parents, who are in a habit of wrong spotting as humans, we're, it happens to all of us, right? And, and and our kids are doing something or not doing something that we want them to do, um, or they're, they're doing something that we've asked them five times. There's a, there's a moment that needs to be interrupted from our perspective, like, and how do we slow down and look at, ref- I don't know if it's a reframing, would you call it a reframing of the situation and say, what am I seeing that's right? And then how do we avoid making, turning it into like a compliment sandwich, which tends to end up feeling really disingenuous? I think that was three or four questions at once, sorry. Yeah, um, bring me back to what I'll call the feedback footlong, but (laughs) let's go to your question of, in a moment where you feel like you have to intervene and you're wondering what could I possibly say to right spot in this moment. Mm -hmm. I have a lovely example. And I I teach this to all employees that I ever have contact with who work with kids. It's it's their job to start really, really building their skill of right spotting. So this is the example I give where a kid is screaming down the hallway of a high school profanity here, profanity there, throwing things, slamming lockers. And at the end of the hallway, when the kid gets there, the teacher says, thanks for walking in the hallway. Pay pays no attention to all that crap that the kid was doing to try to get attention and gave the attention to the behavior that was appropriate in that moment. They walked down the hallway. They were very safe. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that. Now let's move on to something else. Uh, and I, I gave this exercise of trying to find another example like that to uh, a staff member. And she came back the next day and she's like, oh, Steve, I tried really, really hard. And my new kitten was shredding a hat that I just knitted. And I write spotted and I'm so proud of myself. I said, I am so happy you're getting exercise. (laughs) (laughs) Call it a silver lining, call it whatever you like. Um, But there, there's always there's a hundred things that a person is doing right every moment, whether they're giving you um, eye contact or, or not interrupting you or sitting up straight or what have you. There's always something you can find. 
And how do we make that? How do we turn that into a genuine moment? And I imagine with your example of the, the kiddo who's walking down the hall and yelling and screaming profanities and disrupting classrooms and slamming on lockers and gets to the end of the hall and the teachers were the, the teacher administrator, the adult in that situation is, is looking for how to do the right spotting. Mm-hmm. And they're having an emotional reaction, a frustrated reaction to what they just witnessed. Is there a danger and how do we how do we protect from or prevent adults from looking at that situation and saying, okay, I have to do this right spotting thing. Mm. And so I'm going to say something, but I'm gonna, it's gonna carry my frustration with me. Like, thanks for walking sure. on the floor. Thanks for walking. Have doing it just it. to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Don't do it just uh, to do it, because you're supposed to. to. Do it. Yeah. How do we find, how do we do it genuinely? Yeah. Um, for it's the purpose that we want it to have. And I think it comes from a mind mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I had a purpose. You, you, you mentioned it's, it's it's a purpose. purpose. Yeah. Right. And the purpose is to, I think for me, the purpose in right spotting is to really establish trust. Trust is predicting that something will happen because I've experienced that this has happened a lot. So if when that kid comes to the end of the hallway and I start telling everything he's done wrong, I I love how I'm gendering this imaginary person, apology. But um, if this kid comes to the end of the hallway and I tell them everything that they've done wrong, I'm reinforcing that all I'm ever going to do is tell them what they've done wrong. They know what they did wrong. That's <laughs> maybe why they did it. Right. Wow. Okay. Um, and if at the end of the hallway, I acknowledge something that they did nice and right I'm establishing some trust that I will always take the time to notice that everything they do isn't screwed up. Right. That I give them credit where credit's due. And if we have that mindset when we're trying to right spot, that really what we're doing is trying to give credit to a person and help them save face and notice even the slightest thing that they're doing that's helpful or right that can help move them in that direction it can help reinforce those behaviors by recognizing and because it's not all bad here right this it's not all bad let's start start with as far as we can let's start with what's good yeah 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 if we constantly hear how bad we are everyone wants to be good at something so if if we're told we're bad so often that that becomes our identity our name tag our badge i am bad well then i might as well get really good at being bad yeah there's a a quote that i can see on the wall behind you yeah that fits into this situation so i i'd like to read read it out loud yeah um and, and if, if the audience can imagine they are the adult at the end of the hallway. This quote says, I see you seeing me seeing you. Yeah. 
it becomes an opportunity for the adults to support and then teach. Absolutely. And if you come from a place of, of genuinely seeing this person for not just all the bad, um, then just like I saw in your face when you were right spotting, yeah, uh, your whole attitude shifts yeah. into trying to make it work and trying to figure out what is working in the moment. Um, and that's a much easier place to have a conversation mm-hmm. and to work with somebody to figure out what's really going on yeah. as, as opposed to assuming what's going on and just assuming that they're doing it because they're, they're obstinate and because they're angry and because of all these things um, that maybe we've created this narrative in our head. Uh, have we actually asked the kid? So, so you, you asked me to, to bring you back to f- the, the feedback footlong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. My question earlier kind of interrupted your your description. So I apologize for that. Um, but I, sure. that was really helpful to that, that, that piece of how to do this in a genuine way and, and how to shift our mindset as adults. Yeah, uh, the feedback footlong. Uh, so we've heard of the feedback sandwich, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, compliment, <laughs> ridicule, compliment. Yeah. Uh, from what I've read in research of uh, behavior analytic research. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, donkey do. It's not going to work. We can smell it because we can smell it, right? We can smell it coming. It, all of it comes off in genuine. The compliment that came before, you just did that because that's the formula. The criticism, screw your criticism. I don't care what you think because you're just, you're trying to play me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the compliment after I'm still stuck on the first two. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> there goes the trust. Genuine. Yep. There goes the trust. I trust that you're going to blow smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the, whatever you're trying to correct of my behavior, I don't care to correct it because I don't care for you. I don't respect you. Therefore, I don't know, man. And that's, that's heavily mentalistic. Um, There is research that shows that when we use a feedback sandwich all together, the thing that we're trying to reinforce the compliment that we've given, not actually reinforced. Yeah the the middle the uh constructive feedback if you will it's not going to get changed yeah there's no change that happens and again the behavior at the end that you're trying to reinforce isn't actually reinforced um because the message is all mixed up yeah there's maybe some immediacy but it's confusing it's really confusing. Um, so the feedback foot long, mm-hmm. stretch it out. So when let's use maybe a coaching example. Yep. Or, um, some sports. I'm terrible at sports. I don't know why I chose this, but let's go with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> choose a sport. What what sports? Basketball. Here? Sure, basketball. Um, so. 
a kid is practicing shooting baskets. Yep. Shooting from oh, the I really, I really from dug the foul line. Uh, sure, <laughs> from a foul line. And the coach notices that they've done something wrong, but not all wrong. So what the coach can say is, hey, that was a really great job keeping your toe behind that foul line. Yeah, nice uh, awareness of where you are. Excellent. And let's, let's try that again. Now, this time, I want you to point your elbow this way and see how that works for you. So there's the compliment, pause. Give it time to marinate. Now let's try it again. Now, the, in, in this scenario, we're giving corrective feedback in a way that saves space. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, you didn't point your elbow last time. Right. I want you to do it now. You're saying, this time, try this. Yeah. This time, try this. It gives them the benefit of the doubt. It helps them save face. You're not pointing out that they did anything wrong the first time, but rather if they try this new way, it might work out better for them. Yeah, there's an additive quality to this approach that is focuses on we can engage in behaviors that we can articulate. But if I said, don't do such and such with your elbow, the first thing you're going to think about is, is pointing the elbow in the way I said not to. Because, and I, I heard something recently that, that you know, the, our, our ability to comprehend negatives doesn't exist. Hmm. So, you know, don't think about an elephant <laughs> because of the way language works. There's the elephant in our mind. And, and I, like, I like that concept of, why to do this type of corrective feedback. It adds to, here's what you're doing right. Now we're going to add one more piece and add one more piece. Yeah. And now I'm giving you a way to earn more recognition and praise, more recognition and praise. Because even if you don't nail it, if you tried it, nice, nice try. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. You're going to get closer. You're going to get a little closer. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's real magic. In, in there. Um, I, I like to think of coaching, even though I'm terrible at sports references. Um, or maybe I'm great. I have that little. Well, we'll, we'll find out. Maybe somebody will tell us, you know, whether uh, or not the elbow comes into play <laughs> in, in the foul shot. I think I remember that from gym class once upon a time. But um, I like to go to coaching as. Um, as I'm talking to managers and bosses and leaders and and parents yeah if we set ourselves uh to think of ourselves as coaches we might approach have a different approach to things as opposed to authoritarian a coach is invested in teaching they have to believe in the ability of the person that they're coaching i believe you can do this and I'm invested in spending the time to, to go with you on this journey. And I'm going to acknowledge every effort you make and I'm going to celebrate you at every turn. Yeah. It's such a beautiful conceptualization of 
changing behavior. And I know, I know that there are moments for certainly for parents and likely for teachers and, and other adults working with children where our own frustration sets in. And what I love about this right spotting idea is that it gives us a tool to shift away for to pull away from our frustration. Yes, it is frustrating. Yes, this sucks. I have to, you know, address this situation again. And I'm going to take a moment and look for what was right. Start there. And invite practice. You know, the other component of what you just described is inviting practice. Inviting practice. Rather than saying, you were supposed to do such and such, or I asked you to do such and such. Doing the right spotting of, you're downstairs on time. Fantastic. <laughs> Please go brush your teeth. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I don't hey, know. That's uh, kind of yeah, yeah. morning routine I, stuff. I, I'm so happy you're here on time uh hop upstairs real quick <laughs> i can wait yeah i'm seeing you still have your pajamas on yeah sure sure um <laughs> I, I do want to circle back to what you said about um the importance of telling somebody what to do rather than what not to do oh yeah i think this is key to life if i tell you what to do you've got a pretty clear idea of how to, how to get that done. If yeah. I tell you what not to do, oh, then what do I do? Yeah. Uh, there's a hundred ways up a mountain. Right. What do I do? If I'm told to not jump on the bed, okay, I can do anything else. Um, right. Yeah. You didn't tell me not to hit my sister. You just told me not to jump on the bed. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you can't the couch. Fault me. And now I'm jumping on the couch. Right. You can't fault me. Um, oh, you would like me to go brush my teeth and get my pajamas on. Okay. Now I know what you're actually looking for. I can do that. Yeah. yeah. In my mind, I'm, I'm starting to shift already. Like, okay, now shaping independence. Well, let, let's, let's leave that for another, uh, another podcast. <laughs> We're going to just pause there and look forward to the next time that we get to have you back uh, to talk about just behavior change from a compassionate, supportive place. Um, thank you, Stevie. For your I time. could talk to you for a lifetime. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and we will. I've, I've got so many more opportunities that, that, for things we can talk about. Um, so thanks again. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>